Welcome to Transition Galaxy 360's gaming and pop culture podcast. In today's episode we are going to be talking about something that's on the intersection of games and pop culture, which is a dungeon crawler called Diablo 3. So this game is apparently now on Nintendo Switch and a bunch of people have sunk in a bunch of time and the leader of these people is games editor Rishi Alwani. Yeah, I think Diablo is more pop culture than gaming because it deals with very important themes to life such as, you know, like the alliance and the horde. Oh, wait, wrong blizzard. Yeah, there we go. And our friend of the podcast Mikhail Badnani. Everyone yeah. get in here. Yeah. And another, uh, another blizzard game there as well. Yeah, Overwatch for those of you unaware. No. Hearthstone. Same on. thing. <laughs> and anyway, and we also have our uh, host Pranay Pan. Yeah, the big that's star me. Pro. Yeah, esports legend. Uh not really no but I have played Diablo 1 and 2 and I enjoyed them a lot and never got around to Diablo 3 so tell me what am I missing well, Okay <laughs> what <laughs> I mean I haven't played Diablo 1 and 2 and I just played 3 directly thanks to the power of PS4 Yeah in my case I played 2 uh and never played 1 uh and I I played way too much time on I played more 3 than I'd want to admit But what's funny here is a uh, funny story with 2 2 uh came in here with a full proper box battle chest <laughs> I uh, with the manual just uh, probably a manual that's thicker than most game boxes these days and uh, it was quite amusing in fact uh a lot of my friends used to play too back in the day and uh, a lot of them would we we'd actually play online and stuff so it was a lot of fun uh we'd end up using che- uh you know cheat codes going to hidden levels and stuff so it's it a lot of, it is pretty cool but if you compare 3 3 is a more controlled beast in the sense that uh you know it's it's stuff to you know to 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 do the to, to input cheats to do other things that blizzard won't let you it's a, um and obviously uh, there there's been a lot of ways to uh, blizzard has taken a lot of time with their infrastructure to ensure that you can't cheat in the game you can't misuse the game etc etc and that does take some of the fun away from diablo 3 it doesn't have that same uh, appeal that games of the era of Diablo Diablo 2 did like Quake 3 Arena for example where you know you could slip in a CPM mod and before you know it everyone's playing in like super fast at, at super fast speed or like with, with anti-grav but that being said it's a more polished experience uh, probably the most polished uh, action RPG to date uh, the character classes are classic it's uh, the, the story is timeless and it's it's still a lot of fun uh, what you're missing essentially Pranay is the fact that this is one of the few games playing in co-op actually matters one of the more recent j- games where co-op playing co-op really matters uh, and i say this as someone who finished uh, diablo on pc in co-op diablo 3 in pc in co-op uh, through the days of era 37 yeah i was one of the first people who actually bought the game at launch uh, for those of you who are unaware era 37 was an issue that was faced in diablo on pc diablo 3 and pc wherein uh, you couldn't connect to the game or play the game and that also had to do with the fact that blizzard in its infinite wisdom thought it was a good idea to make the game always online. Uh the reason given at the time was that the game had an auction house uh and you could sell your your in-game items on that auction house for in-game gold and uh well that that experiment didn't end up going uh too well. They ended up closing the auction house, but the game is still always online. But yeah, the cooperative experience is where it's at on PC and that's to me where it was a lot of fun. Uh same situation on PS4. I think I finished the game on PS4 at Mike in co-op. Yeah. And um halfway through the game on Xbox One again uh in co-op. And the Switch version lives up to that. But the thing is before we get into that, uh Diablo plays very differently on consoles than it does on PC. So on PC it's like a click to move game like a traditional action RPG like a, it was built like a PC game as in Diablo 3 is a PC game. first and foremost when they transitioned it to console no pun intended uh it you need to like make it work on a controller so you use the left analog stick to move 
the right analog stick is used to dodge dodging is not a thing on pc as far as i'm aware i i in fact i tried and get like i installed the pc version much later about a few months ago i picked it up when it was discounted over here because like blizzard games get discounted very often here at retail and uh yeah installed it and all that but didn't really end up playing much because there was no one ready to play it on pc at the time so i started playing it on xbox one but yeah it's basically very different control wise on console and console you can also play it offline thankfully and uh, yeah so you can talk about the switch version. yeah but just before we get to the switch version what is interesting is that uh diablo 3 came out in uh 2012 20 uh, yeah 2012 2012 yeah and uh the the console versions there's a 360 and ps3 version both came out a year later and uh what was really cool was uh if you ended up buying it on console and uh, if you then you know let's say you bought it on ps3 and you bought a ps4 and then you upgraded to the ps4 version which came out in 2014 you could actually carry over your character which i thought was really cool uh and that ensured ensured some form of permanence across across the game and uh on the switch version obviously that's not the case you start off fresh you can't carry over your character from any version which is to be expected what's really cool is uh in in this in in, with the switch version is that it's essentially blizzard's first uh, game on the switch on a nintendo console since uh, i think 2003 was it starcraft 64 the last game no no there were a couple of ports which came onto the gba after that okay so uh since 2003 i think i think rock and roll racing one of or one of their other older titles like but then the point is it's nice to see them come back but and what's fascinating is uh i mean let's be honest the moment the switch was announced uh aside from skyrim this was one of the big rpgs I wanted to see on the Switch. And the fact that a Blizzard in its own cheeky little way put out a tweet, a tweet that had a light being switched on and off, which was From late. the Diablo account. Yeah, from the oh, Diablo no, I think account. It was a, I think it was a nightlight, yeah. Diablo-themed nightlight, which yep. they just showed the Switch going on or something. But then today they still say that they weren't as smart and they just did that as like, whatever it wasn't a hint or something which is bs because like come yeah, on yeah and uh, but pra- then the moment that tweet went up everyone was like yes we need diablo on switch like whatever and i was like it's probably never happening come on like you don't think these things are going to happen even though uh, given how well the switch works with local co-op and just co-op in general and social gaming and all that the good kind of social gaming not uh, like square enix's mobile free to play nonsense but uh, yeah basically everyone wanted that and then we got the announcement where uh, uh, Reggie and uh, I think Mike Mora I am from Blizzard. Uh, they had the they had that commercial or something they showed where they were talking to each other and then Reggie got quote unquote killed by Diablo or something like that in that video. We linked the video in the show notes, but uh, yeah, that was very good. They announced it and they just said it was coming out in fall and then they announced the release date, which is November second, yep. which will be a few days later as of this recording. And uh, yeah, there's also a there's also a Diablo three Nintendo Switch custom console bundle. Yeah, so what's surprising is uh, it's not just Blizzard coming back to Nintendo, but also coming back with a bang. So you actually, there's there's a pretty cool theme console that's sadly GameStop exclusive in the US. Europe uh, has it at select retailers. Obviously, this is not making it to India. Officially. Uh, officially, at least. Though we won't be surprised to see the grey market bring it in. We've seen it with other Nintendo bundles. Every Nintendo bundle that's been available globally has made it here to unofficial channels. So we've seen the Splatoon bundle, we've seen the Odyssey bundle... We've seen uh, the Mario Kart bundle. I think there was one as well. And this should be no different. Uh, I think this has a $360 price tag. Yeah, because uh, uh, what Nintendo does with their bundles is, like while Sony usually, they give you the game essentially free when you buy the bundle or it's like less than buying it at full price. Over here, you get a download code for Diablo 3, which is $60 MRP. So the console is $360 with the custom Diablo theme dock, the etching on the Switch back 
and you get a case. So the case is essentially, it's basically $20 free essentially in the bundle. $360 for the console, the game download code and the Diablo 3 themed case. Nothing really extra, but uh, it's the same as their other bundles like the Smash and Pokemon ones, which are also coming soon. So, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, at the end of the day, like it's, it's, it's them coming back and actually showing some form of value. Now, as for the game itself, uh, Pranay, since you've been out in the out of the Diablo scene of things for a while, it's actually a good way to jump in. Yeah, so you know what? Like, I remember reading one report on hmm. this site called Gadgets360.com, huh. which said that the original Diablo will apparently be playable in Diablo 3. Did that happen? Yeah, so, uh, so that, how that actually worked was, uh, so after Diablo 3's launch uh, back in 2012, Blizzard would support it with seasons, with events, with adventures, so that people keep coming back. There was a leaderboard. There were ways for people to come back and there keep playing is, the game. And the there way, still is, yeah. In fact, like, before we move into this... Uh, the funny thing about the Switch version is while it is like years after the other console and like even more years after the PC version, uh, we've played it. It's the most polished version of Diablo launch. And here's at launch. And the funny thing is uh, having played it on PS4, Xbox One and Switch now, the Switch online works better than the other two in our experience. Like connecting is instant. It just shows you your friend list. You can jump in instantly. On PS4, it took at least like at least the first time when I tried playing in co-op, it took 15 different attempts to connect to someone to play in co-op. And this was uh, like two years after the game was out yeah, on PS4. Yeah, it wasn't even like, you know, at launch where, you know, like teething pains and stuff like that. So yeah, basically the Switch version, most polished version so far, has everything, has seasons, has adventure mode unlocked from the start. Yeah, so basically now. But then, yeah, so about Diablo 1 and Diablo 3. So that was possible in a limited, limited time mode. That was announced at BlizzCon 2015. Sorry, 2016. 2016 yeah. yeah, 2016 BlizzCon. Where they announced that you could play uh, parts of Diablo 1 within Diablo 3. And that was done through a special event. So over a period of a month, you could do that. And uh, I think that was a sign of things to come. Because if you see what's happened, right? Um, back in 20, uh, 2013, you had Diablo 3. 2014, you had Reaper of Souls, right? After that, there's been a bit of a lull. You've had the console ports, but there's been no big news, right? Yeah, so speaking of that, uh, on Gadgets360.com again, we had a report that said Blizzard is working on multiple Diablo projects. Yes. And one of them turned out to be, I mean, right now, obviously, we know it's the yeah. Diablo Switch thing. Yeah. And another one could be Diablo 4. Yeah, so here's the thing, right? Uh, Blizzard has have, have had put out a statement a week ago uh, that BlizzCon will not have... Diablo 4. Essentially, <laughs> say they're all going to have Diablo 4. BlizzCon. But see, this is something people have to understand. Uh, Diablo 3 was publicly known and announced in 2007, 2008. We only got the game in 2012. All right. Blizzard is known. I mean, and it, it's a, it's a, it was a symptom of a lot of companies' condition at that time. You announce a game and you still wait, never shows up. Hey, Square Enix, what's up? Final Fantasy 13 versus Final Fantasy 15, for example. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Or, or even Half-Life <laughs> 2 Episode 3, for that matter, right? Yeah. So you've had games that were announced that never sh uh, saw the light of day for a long Scale time. Scalebound. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, that's sorry. Deep, man. Deep. <laughs> so that's the situation. So that was the thing. And then what was really funny with Diablo 3 was it got announced uh, a couple of, oh, I mean, a couple, I think, oh, sometime later, you actually see screenshots of a game that fans derided as too colorful. And uh, just uh, just to have fun at their expense, Blizzard showed off more images of unicorns puking rainbows just to just to you know bug fans even further. But point is, uh, it makes sense not to announce anything because if it's not at a stage where you know it's playable, visible, why announce it? If you if you end up announcing it, you're just going to build up expectations for something that uh, you don't have much to show for. Like if you look at how they handled Overwatch, for example, right? Overwatch came out of nowhere. It was announced at BlizzCon 2014. 
Yeah, BlizzCon 2014 was when it was announced. And they had, it was playable on the show floor, all right? Uh, there's a lot of information that started trickling out over that over the period of time. And uh, a year and a half later, like in, Mar- in March, I think March or May 2016 is when the game was out. So they actually had that momentum because you, you're showing it off at an event. You're showing a playable build at an event. You, ha- you, 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 you constantly talk about it at, at various points of the year, be it Gamescom, be it E3, be it at your own events, be it BlizzCon. And then you actually have a beta closer to launch. And then you actually, you know, it, that, that was a well-managed launch, in my opinion. People knew what they were getting into. And it, it wasn't that it was just a one-way conversation. Blizzard was taking feedback all the way. There were a couple of controversies pre-release regarding cover art, regarding mascot, regarding uh, how they manage certain aspects of the game. But it, it all resulted in, to me, what is still one of the best uh, competitive, or not even competitive, just fun multiplayer shooters this gen. So I think it makes sense not to announce a Diablo until there's something concrete. But if you look at how Blizzard has come, all right, in the last few years, uh, we at in at BlizzCon 2016, they they had that uh, event where uh, you could uh, where you could play Diablo one and Diablo three. Uh, in 2017, they didn't have any major announcement, though there was a good panel ar- around the world of Sanctuary and how it was built, which was pretty cool. Uh, and now uh, the fact that they they they're at least saying yes, we have multiple projects in the works, and they're just going out there and saying, hey, we're not gonna announce a new Diablo just yet, but hey, we have Diablo on Switch, so. They're just ramping it up. I think it's it's it. This is done at, at a cadence that makes sense for them internally, and hopefully we should see an announcement soon enough. That said, as as a fan of the series, it's about time because uh, if I compare it to what's been happening with other franchises of theirs, be it Heroes of the Storm, be it Overwatch, be it World of Warcraft, uh, be it even Starcraft Two and the and the Starcraft One remaster. I mean, uh, it's about time we're seeing some Diablo love. But I also think it has to do with the way Blizzard's business model is for its other games, where there is a recurring cost. Let's be honest, if you buy Diablo now, you're not spending anything else after that base cost. And I'm sure Blizzard's trying to find a way to crack that monetization to make sure people keep coming back and spending. Even with StarCraft 2, right? With StarCraft 2, you buy the game, you play the games, you play all three uh, games of StarCraft 2. That, but then there's a there's a deep mechanic that lets you spend for cooperative missions, that lets you spend for cosmetic items. So I have a feeling they're trying to figure out how to bring that recurring monetization to Diablo, and which is why one of the rumors that was doing the rounds it would be called Diablo, it just be called Diablo World of Sanctuary or something of that sort, where it it it's not just a single player campaign; it's a longer campaign over a period of time where there's more opportunity for them to make money. Yeah. So, so one Diablo of the- seventy six. <laughs> no, no, no! It will be better than that. The NPCs won't, roads take me home. The NPCs yeah. won't be dead. So could one of these uh, projects be like Diablo on mobile? Like I could probably like the thing is when uh, Blizzard is working on mobile stuff. As I think we've seen job listings at least from Activision Blizzard for whatever stuff like this. Uh, but I don't think it'll be like you know a separate Diablo project. It would be easier to uh, you know you have StarCraft Classic. Drop that on iPad and that one Android tablet, which maybe three people in the world own or something, that kind of stuff would work. Doing a whole, you know, like, you know, Dungeon Keeper, like what, I think that was the game Dungeon Keeper, which EA ruined for mobile. So I don't think doing something like that makes sense because Blizzard IP actually is worth something and people care about them and people care about Blizzard. So uh, doing one of these classic ports or something, you know, those kinds of situations work better. Like look at what Microsoft did by ruining Age of Empires on mobile. Now they did Age of Empires HD or Age of Empires Remastered Definitive, whatever nonsense. Doing something like that on mobile works better, like Roller Coaster Tycoon Classic, stuff like that, where you have these old PC games 
which just transition well because you have uh, you have point and click you can just use the touch screen for those kind of controls you can adapt them well start you well you just showed up on iOS stuff like that would do better uh but then like you know bringing an older diablo i don't know how the newer audience would react to it maybe it would be good just you know to get nostalgia money from fans like what square enix does with final fantasy 7 final fantasy 9 which they did see those ports are good doing something like final fantasy uh xvs and all that nonsense no no one wants that people want like these older games like there is an audience of people who has ipads and iphones who will buy the older games just to like you know have them everywhere so i think those kinds of situations will work but multiple diablo projects in the works one of them being switch one of them being a new diablo one of them has to be mobile like that's just where modern gaming is so i think it's it's even a question uh, of uh, and since mike brought up their older games blizzard has a label and they uh, for their remasters they have a dedicated team to, that works on bringing their older ip back we've seen we've seen them do it with starcraft 1 and the, the, in my mind i mean while i felt they could have been a little more added it's an adequate enough start you know right out of the gate so i i won't be surprised if diablo 1 diablo 2 is on that list and for for all you know that could be something that shows up uh and if you even think about it right it's uh, as mike said there is an audience for for these kind of games uh if we come if you look at the mobile side of things for example we've seen civ 6 hit the iphone and ipad i mean that usually doesn't happen so i think there is a there's a bit of that, i mean look a lot of these, a lot of these companies are data driven they're not just going to put it out there because they want to they're putting it out there because there's an audience so i won't be surprised to see a situation where uh, we end up ha- where we end up seeing one at least if not more than if not one at least more than one project come in a mobile that's where as mike said is going and also there's one more thing which we're all forgetting uh cross promotion you have millions of people playing hearthstone every day on mobile you have pop up saying hey guys starcraft 2 or starcraft classic is available diablo 1's available just as a notification that's just going to drive people like look at what's happening with call of duty on pc Every time I like look at Blizzard Battle dot net, you look at Hearthstone, you click on Overwatch. There's always this thing saying Black Ops Four now available. That helps a lot. Yeah, and in the past we've seen situations where you could buy, uh, where you could buy games like Destiny Two with World of Warcraft Gold. So we won't be surprised where they, they where they're trying to you know create a network for uh, try to create a network of, a network effect and harness it in as many ways. And the quickest way to do that is to push out a remaster. Now. uh what what the uh, form it takes how it comes together is yet to be seen and there were rumors in the past of a of a warcraft remaster in fact that was something that was, that, that seemed more likely at a point in time i mean we're getting like people who have the blizzcon virtual ticket and people attending blizzcon can play the demo for world of warcraft classic right yeah, now yeah that also i mean not right now but when it goes live on the show floor people at home who have the virtual uh uh ticket they can play it Yeah so, yeah so i mean there are attempts for them to like put it all together which i think is pretty cool but coming back to the switch version uh what's interesting is that yeah so pranay since you're the kind of person who's played 1 and 2 and you know fallen off this glorious wagon of awesomeness uh, it's pretty it's pretty much the best version of the game uh and i say this as someone who's played every version of diablo 3 like let's like it's it's insane uh the pc version was really nice but i'm still not a fan of always online and that to me was its biggest problem at launch the pc version had its fair share of issues balancing was a mess particularly for someone like me who's playing as a demon hunter with the name gerald of rivia yeah see what i did there but yeah point is it uh, th- there were issues that w- that will that made it a pain to play until 6 months after launch right uh with the ps3 and 360 versions while they while they were adequate they were fun they they didn't seem to have the 
graphical flair of the PC version, if that's even a thing. And plus, the performance was very inconsistent. Yes. So, like, they, both of them, I, I believe, had an unlocked frame rate. And depending on how uh, how busy things get on screen, yeah, the frame rate will, will drop here and there. On the PS4 and Xbox One, uh, they're 60 FPS. Yeah, they are 60 FPS. And then, but the problem with the PS4 and Xbox One version, uh, Xbox One versions, was the matchmaking. And this is something we, fa- Mike and I, face personally on the PS4 version, wherein uh, you're playing a year, year and a half after the game is out, and uh, you, the the voice chat stops working midway. You have situations where your where your party members just disappear from the game. They just get disconnected with their internet working just fine. So there were a lot of issues in terms of netcode that persisted post-release, uh, both on Xbox One and PS4. Uh, with the Switch, this is not the case. Uh, it's very simple to have your friend in-game. It's very simple to get things working. That's not to say it's perfect, but it's the best of the lot because the compromise you make playing it on the Switch with friends is the fact that you'll have to use Nintendo's own voice chat app or on your you can, smartphone. Or you can just do what we did and you either use Discord or, or you use call. FaceTime audio or a call yeah. or something like that. But yeah, since there's no native party chat or anything, uh, I don't blame them for doing this because like, you know, come on, you want to try your best to do this. They could have gone the extra mile like Fortnite for this. But then Fortnite already has the voice chat infrastructure built into their game for mobile. Yeah, but this is this is Blizzard. I'm they just have saying, the money. It's oh, not like they're cheap. It's it's not like it's not like they're I mean, too bad like, struggling. I'm just saying studio. that I'm just saying that these are decisions which were made. It's not them being cheap or lazy with these kinds of things. They all these everything that was done for the Switch port, except for I'd say one thing which I'll get to in a bit, which is still driving me very mad. And yeah, it's really annoying. But yeah, it's I wouldn't say it's that. Like you know, both of us. We've we've discussing the lack of any touchscreen functionality. Yeah, that, that's another thing. So there's no touchscreen functionality. But then this is something which, like, see, Skyrim has no touchscreen as well. Oh, by the way, for those who are unaware, Iron Galaxy did both ports. Iron Galaxy, uh, who basically swooped in and saved Killer Instinct on Xbox. In fact, I've been playing that. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, they are the ones who handle Skyrim on Switch, which is a fantastic port, which is still, I'd say, better than the PS4. Not better than the Xbox One version, because like now that has full proper mod support. But yeah, it's better than the PS4 version right now on Switch. They are the ones who handle Diablo, and performance is superb in like our testing. Uh, visuals are great. It uses adaptive resolution. So depending on what, like if the, if the situation is too busy, it'll scale the resolution to maintain performance. So yeah, they did the port. There's no touchscreen support. That's probably because they have the metrics to prove this wasn't really feasible. I mean, Breath of the Wild, come on, like it's a showcase game. It should have had touchscreen support. It doesn't. Nintendo is very erratic with these things. So Yeah, so yeah. I mean, yeah, there are a couple of misses. No touchscreen support, no voice chat. But uh, by and large, in local co-op, uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it gets a little cramped if, if you have two, play, two people with one Joy-Con each. Uh, but then but that's then, to like, be expected. It's, that's it's to be the expected. only platform which you can take with you and play two people on the same system without any extra hardware. Yep. There's a compromise where you don't have your second analog stick to dodge. So you have to like use motion controls to some extent to do that. But then your other option to playing this uh, in co-op with a friend is carry a laptop which is connected to the internet and have another controller or another keyboard and mouse connected. In which case, you just want to, like, punch yourself, so... Yeah, yeah so, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's competent, it's a lot of fun. And, yeah, the local aspects of it work really well. Uh, and it's something that's very easy to get into. So, I mean, yeah, so if, you, if you're somebody who's played the past games and hasn't gotten a Diablo 3, or you're somebody who's fresh and new to the series, it's also very easy to get into. There's not much of a learning curve. There's not much of a story you're missing out on either. So, it's a good way to play the game. Uh, other minor concerns, aside from voice chat and touchscreen, is that... Uh, 
the, 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 at least this is pre-launch, so it might get patched, hopefully, is that uh, confirmation buttons are weird. So in some places you have to press A to confirm, other places you have to press B. It's a little annoying. It's more like when you when you have to talk to someone to initiate the conversation, you have to press A, which is usually the equivalent of pressing X on a PS4 controller for confirm because that's how Nintendo's built their system. But to progress conversation, you have to press B, which is another button. So it's like annoying this yeah. is the kind of, uh, it's not as annoying as it is in Dark Souls because uh, in Dark Souls, any of these wrong button presses will like, you know, it can really ruin your game or whatever. And in Dark Souls, whenever you have to enter your name, you have to like, the buttons are reversed again. It's just a mess. But then Dark Souls is like a lazy mess of a port on Switch. Uh, yeah, Diablo, this thing needs to be fixed. Again, we are, uh, this podcast is being uh, recorded pre-launch. So there's still a chance there'll be a day one patch, which hopefully, hopefully addresses the terrible looking icon on the switch yes that is a big problem because like you know the switch is kind of like the ps4 ui where it puts games front and center it's not built for like tv and media like another platform which has a laggy mess of an interface <coughs> xbox so uh yeah basically you have such nice looking icons on the home screen breath of the wild xenoblade chronicles 2 diablo has such great artwork and what they've done is they've just taken the pc icon and put it on a blank white screen and it just drives me mad in fact every time i boot up the game to like just play it now and then i just hit update like i'm like please blizzard give Mm. me the good icon like come on you started with that owl boy game right where they had a terrible icon and then people raged on it and then they updated it yeah so uh the thing about like i'm really glad that uh uh, switch owners are doing this because on ps4 uh, a lot of icons just look pretty terrible like uh, i really like having the game name in the icon in the square because like you know when you're scrolling past it's, it just looks nice and like caring so much about this stuff on ios and all is carried over to the switch now sadly so yeah diablo like seriously need that new icon you have such great artwork you know the thing is there's also square art ready which they've used online on the website for the nintendo listing and i'm like what is this icon it has to be placeholder like it just has to be i refuse to accept it so yeah yeah need that to be fixed more than anything else forget touchscreen forget ba inconsistently please fix the icon that's all <laughs> yeah so i mean in my case uh, i'm i'm more interested to see them i mean hopefully bring voice chat in fingers crossed but yeah um it's pretty good prana it's something worth checking out uh and it, i mean it, it works well regardless of your choice of control speed the pro controller or the standard joycon it plays well in docked and handheld mode there are yeah, no I complaints just, like, there the only one thing i'd say is uh, if you have other platform other consoles i'd say and you have the switch and if you want to play diablo only docked or i mean only connected to a tv maybe don't get the switch version because uh for a lot of reasons in India, you can buy Diablo Ultimate Evil Edition really cheap. It's available for like between 900 and 1200 Then you just need to buy the Necromancer expansion if you want, which is $15. Over here, it's like 4000 bucks for everything together, including Nintendo Switch exclusive uh, cosmetics, Ganondorf, a pet, a portrait from the Triforce, stuff like that. So if you're just playing this docked, I'd not get the Switch version. But then when you look at everything offered, handheld, local, wireless, better online connectivity, but then you lose the lack of voice chat. Yeah, Switch versions as an overall package is easily like my favorite, but uh, I wouldn't recommend it just for docked or TV play. So I mean, I would agree if you have the other consoles. So if you because have... Because you're, you're like losing in quite a bit. Like it's not 1080p docked at all. It's variable again. The other platforms hold 1080 much better on the Pro and the One X. I think the One X is native 4K. So, so I, I mean, I'd look at it this way. If you've played uh, Diablo on PC and you want something on the go, this is the best way to play it. Uh, if you don't have, if you have a PS4 or Xbox One, see what how much you get the game for there. Because as Mike said, it's a bit cheaper. 
But uh, what's what's more telling is the fact that it actually runs as well as it does. Because uh, if you look at the file size differences, right? Uh, on the PS4, the game's around 35 gigs. Here, playing with 13.3 gigs. And it actually holds up quite well. And honestly, for most people, I don't know if they'll be able to see or tell or bother with the difference between 1080p and 900. Or Yes, I went there. But uh, fact of the matter is, it's for what you get, yeah, it's good. I mean, yes, there are cheaper options. Don't get me wrong. It's cheaper on Xbox One. It'll be cheaper on PS4. And I won't be surprised to see it go on sale on PSN and Xbox Live because of BlizzCon. We've seen it in the past. But then, like, we also need to know that uh, Blizzard's distributor didn't even bother bringing the Eternal Collection on PS4 and Xbox, which launched in June, I believe. Yeah, but... That's the the one which actually had everything on disc, which is what the Switch version offers. Everything on the cartridge. The only downloads you need to do besides a small day one patch, if at all, would be more language support, which is not there. Now, if you, like, uh, remember when Diablo 3 launched, the Europe version was much larger than the US version because of the extra languages. I remember there was some controversy or something like that, if I remember, where the download size was much bigger in Europe. So, yeah, you'd need to download that. But uh, as of now in India, officially, the Eternal Collection on Switch is the only complete patched, everything included version of the game available at retail. Yeah, though we we have heard reports from various sources in the supply chain. I mean, that that just sounded wrong. No, I meant uh, we've we've heard from our sources in the supply chain that uh, the Diablo Eternal Collection is also Diablo Three Eternal Collection is also making its way to Xbox One and PS4 uh, this month as well. So I mean, yeah, if you don't have a Switch and you still want to get your game on and you don't want to download anything extra, yeah, you still have an option. How so, yeah, many like, Indian rupees is that again? We don't know yet, but the thing is, given the prices, the same more or less. Uh, it'll be a tough sell for me. I mean, not for me in general, because you have the Ultimate Evil Edition, I think at twelve ninety nine available very easily officially. And the Eternal Collection, 4,000 or 3,000. Now, the difference in both of them is while you have a patched disc versus unpatched is the Rise of the Necromancer thing, which I don't think is worth more than double the price of the base Ultimate Evil Edition, which already has Reaper of Souls, which is basically the main thing. Yeah, but what's... And, you know, if you think about the naming is also weird, right? If you're calling your... If you're subtitling your game the Ultimate Evil Edition... That kind of implies it has everything. Okay, so you want to talk about bad naming? Let's talk about Dynasty Warriors 8, where you have Dynasty Warriors 8, which is the base game. Then you have Dynasty Warriors 8 Extreme Legends Complete Edition, which actually has 80 or $100 of DLC. Fine. Now you'll be like, you can let them go once for this. Then you have Dynasty Warriors 8 Extreme Legends Definitive Edition coming to Switch, which has quote-unquote almost all DLC included. So yeah, let's not get into naming without shaming Tecmo Koi. So yeah. Yeah, so it's that's the thing. The naming is weird. But uh, yeah, TLDR, if you want everything... And if pricing is in a concern, you may want to check out the Eternal Collection, provided it shows up on PS4 and Xbox One, rumored to be so this month. Uh, as for Diablo on Switch, as Mike said, it's like three, three triple nine, four thousand rupees. It's Which a is, bit. It's sixty dollars abroad, and given exchange rate and all, three triple nine is actually a better deal. Uh, we don't know if the price is going to drop that often because Switch games in India usually haven't seen more of a price drop than five hundred rupees so far. Except for like terrible games like Cars 3 Driven to Win or whatever, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, like it is releasing here on November 2nd going by. There's, it's only listed on Games The Shop for some reason. Amazon and Flipkart don't have it listed. But given what happens to certain other games when you pre-order from those stores, yeah, like yeah, better, so I mean, less said the better. I mean, honestly, like if you, if you had to buy uh, Diablo 3 at, uh, on, on the Switch day one in India, 
your best bets are only sadly games a shop or at your local retailer uh, amazon flipkart will get it but chances are they'll get it a little late and uh, i mean we've seen this with red dead redemption 2 my entire twitter feed is me just telling people where to buy the game from which cities have it because that's the state of distribution of games in india in 2018 where uh, no one knows when product is hitting stores no one knows if your local if your friendly online store or your local dealer is going to get games on time so that's something to keep in mind all right then so my favorite segment of this episode is here uh, rishi i don't know if i'm allowed to speak about this but apparently you know someone from this team is going to blizzcon so what does this someone expect to see well uh, yeah so uh, yeah we can talk about that that's fine yeah so i'm i'm probably going to be i'm going to be at blizzcon this year uh, we're probably going to see hopefully a new overwatch hero hopefully we're going to see uh, more announcements regarding uh, world of warcraft's uh, vanilla release which has been expected it's apparently going to be playable there as well um hopefully when we see a diablo announcement blizzard has already said it's not going to be diablo 4 so who knows uh we're also probably going to see more updates to heroes of the storm hearthstone hearthstone i won't be surprised if we get if we see hearthstone get more love particularly from a single player standpoint we've seen them do extremely well with the last two updates bringing single player to the game one more expansion is due for this year yes yeah. so they, uh, they have like three every year right? it'll be so. announced for sure at blizzcon yeah. and we, and it'll be announced and when it comes out like if we look at uh cobalt and caracoms that was announced at blizzcon that was brought in by december so i won't be surprised if we see that uh I won't be surprised to see Blizzard double down or address uh the situation it's had with its Overwatch League uh regarding lack of transparency regarding regarding toxic uh, players regarding you know community feedback I won't be surprised if they try you know taking the bull by the horns and addressing those issues they 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 they're quite open and transparent when the Overwatch League started and and hopefully we'll see more of that as well and uh hopefully we should see some uh, uh uh i mean a sign of what to expect next uh i mean they've said there's no diablo so we may see updates to other franchises who knows we might even see warcraft remastered because that's been on the cards as well i have a feeling we're going to get a proper look at the lego watch sets also because uh, they've just been teased so far and target leaked a lot of the listings which haven't been officially announced so they're likely going to be shown off at blizzcon uh i would like they partner with good smile company for figmas and androids also which is a very huge deal for anyone collecting these things so they might end up like showing more of that they might showcase some more statues also the the blizzard uh, gear statues which they've been doing are really good so far might showcase some of that and yeah like i'm sure there's going to be like a showcase for diablo 3 on switch because it's literally releasing the day blizzcon starts so yeah hopefully the people who ordered over here and like get their stuff on time because yeah like if you have a switch uh november's big release is diablo sorry pokemon fans so yeah yeah so i mean long story short expect blizzcon to have a ton of updates for their existing games maybe we might see uh, some new re- some new remasters of previous titles and uh, i would expect them to uh double down on battle.net in a huge way uh we've seen it already become the de facto client for uh, activision blizzard i won't be i won't be surprised to see them you know try to to create a sort of rewards program that uh ensures you keep coming back right because for example if you look at i mean if you look at a game like destiny 2 there and world of warcraft there are there are referral bonuses so i won't be surprised to see them try that um but yeah it's going to be fun to see what happens where it goes or what goes down so yeah yeah all right then games we've been playing this week uh well once again i think i was enjoying real life way too much hopefully next week i should have you know games to talk about so well in the meantime why don't you guys tell me how is red dead redemption 2 
no we're not going to talk about that so, <laughs> so yeah, you like, won't i will uh, why just we're not going to talk about red dead so basically uh, i finally finished god of war yeah what month is this and stuff like that uh, after around launch started playing it had stopped when i had like about one and a half hour left because i was like i'll just play it eventually or something else showed up finally yesterday i just decided i'm going to finish god of war super worth it game of the year for sure everyone's going to laugh because like old game and stuff like that better than spiderman yes leave. yes leave. better than spiderman so yeah finished god of war really loved the ending love post credit scene everything was good just like super polished fantastic experience kind of wish i had like you know played the whole game with photo mode because like it got added after i whatever played it before so yeah i did that uh been playing this game called deadbolt on switch it just released this from the makers of risk of rain it's like a horizontal stealth hotline miami thing Uh, a lot of fun controls really well i bought it on ps4 and vita the moment it released because like i love risk of rain and didn't touch it there and like played more of it on switch already so yeah i should just stop buying indie games on playstation so yeah because of the switch uh other than that uh what else have i been playing uh yeah just that actually for the most part yeah in uh, my case i've been playing uh, uh quite a bit of red dead redemption 2 deal with it mike uh and i mean it's interesting i guess it's i mean like i think i'm like what 15 hours in 10 15 hours in and it's it's fun you're playing on xbox one x right? yeah xbox one x it looks good let, 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 let's get I mean, that I out of the way it, on the PS4, bro, but yeah, not it, it looks good uh there are where there are a couple of places where there are some frame rate drops but it's not terribly annoying uh but i don't know it just feels like it's all over the place it doesn't it can't decide if it wants to be a simulation or a game and that to me is very jarring uh certain things are like ex- exceptionally long to do to, the the very act of pulling out photographs from your satchel is like 7 8 9 button prompts which i think is stupid uh the gunplay is super polished uh but again there is that sense of heft and weight that doesn't add to the game it just makes it more cumbersome so i think that's it's i mean you some people might feel it treads the fine line between simulation and realism and gameplay but to me it just seems like it's trying to be tr- trying too hard to be all things to everyone so still coming to terms with that 12 uh, like 10 or 15 hours in the story is the only thing that's keeping me going to be very honest with you so been playing that and uh been playing Diablo on Switch as we discussed really love it probably one of the best versions of the game uh and also been playing uh Overwatch again uh just to you know get figure out what's changed what's different uh not a fan of the rework of Torbjorn but okay I'll live uh as long as symmetra is playable and doesn't get nerfed again we're all good that for is now. the way exactly so yeah that and uh aside from that been playing uh quite a bit of uh i mean yeah it's overwatch it's been overwatch it's been uh, red dead redemption it's been diablo been playing those three and uh, pro- and just a fair bit of uh, spiderman because you know it's actually good better than god of war <laughs> so yeah that's what i've been playing All right so as i witness rishi and mike landing blows on each other because spider-man versus god of war i choose to end this episode of transition and promise you that we'll be back with another episode next week whether with rishi or mike we are not sure and I, the music for this episode comes from magna solai polson whose album ppp ppp is where the tracks are from if you like the show and if you use one of these fancy apps such as apple podcast and google podcast please like us rate us subscribe to us your ratings your reviews your subscriptions they help us a lot thank you so much for listening and if you have any questions comments or feedback do write to us at podcast at gadgets360.com and the heavens shall tremble all right see you next week